the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, February the 8th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on February 8th, 1952, Queen Elizabeth II proclaimed her ascension to the British throne. It was following the death of her father, King George VI. Today in 1587, Mary, Queen of Scots, was beheaded. She was implicated in a plot to murder her cousin, Queen Elizabeth I. Today in 1693, a charter was granted for the College of William and Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia. Today in 1910, the Boy Scouts of America was incorporated. Sadly, the Boy Scouts of America are stumbling toward Sodom today in bankruptcy. That's what happens when progressives, so-called progressives, get control of anything, whether it's the Boy Scouts or the government of the United States. It always spirals downward because progressive values and progressive principles never work. They've never worked in history They're not working in the Boy Scouts of America, and they're not working in our federal government right now. I'll come back to that in a moment. Today, 1922, President Warren G. Harding had the first radio installed in the White House. I wonder if it was one of those great... Remember those radios, for those of you who are over, say, 40? Remember those radios? They were kind of large like a piece of furniture we had one in our house when i was a little kid and uh, my dad listened to gabriel heater he had a new i think that gabriel heater yeah that was his name he had a news thing every night at like six o'clock or something like that and then my dad listened listened to the boxing matches from madison square garden and other things i listened to a few programs on, on saturday morning as well we won't get into all of that but anyway Radio was installed in the White House today, 1922. Today, in 1924, the first execution by gas, the gas chamber in the United States, took place in the Nevada State Prison, or Nevada, as some say, Carson City. It's a Chinese immigrant convicted of murder. He was put to death. Today, in 1960, work began on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, located on Hollywood Boulevard and Vine Street in Los Angeles. Remember? Hollywood and Vine. I remember when we lived there in the church in North Hollywood. I didn't go to Hollywood a lot, downtown Hollywood, but we were there some. We had people that actually lived in that area that attended our church. And and, um, I remember the first time I started driving by regularly, somewhat regularly, Hollywood Boulevard and Vine, I thought, what in the world ever made this famous? Well, it was Art Linkletter who made it famous. He did that radio show. They're on the street corner from Hollywood and Vine. Well, anyway, the work on those stars, you know, the stars that are in the sidewalk? They started that today in 1960. Today in 1971, NASDAQ 
the world's first electronic stock exchange, held its first trading day. Today in 2007, Anna Nicole Smith, she was famous because she was famous, I guess, but she died in Hollywood, Florida. She was 39 years old, an accidental drug overdose. Five years ago today, President Barack Obama asked Congress for more than $1.8 billion. He said they needed it for, he needed it for an emergency funding to fight the Zika virus, the mosquitoes that were spreading all across the United States and abroad. But he said that we should not panic. Zika virus, I wonder why they named it that. Well, if you're wondering, and even if you're not, let me tell you. They named it as they always named the plagues and these various outbreaks that come, pandemics. They always name them from where they originated. It's just done. It's not, it's not racial. It's not meant to be inappropriate. It's just that's what they've done throughout all the years. Zika is a forest in Uganda, and that's where the Zika virus was first identified. Much like COVID-19 was first identified in Wuhan, China, the Wuhan virus. But we can't do that because China said no. And we always listen to China, particularly with this administration. Just a little history there to put some things, get them right, get them straight, and so on. The Bible says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. You know this verse. You probably have memorized it. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. When we abide under the shadow of something, it means we're standing very, very closely to it whether it's the shadow of a tree or if it's the shadow of Almighty God. In, a, in other words, to dwell in the secret place under the shadow of God. You've got to be close to him. Stay close to God. These are troubling times. They're perilous times. They're confusing times, to say the least. A lot is coming unhinged in our world today. In fact, I think it could be said very accurately. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. I think that's pretty evident. But just stay close to God and His Word. And don't be afraid. Trust in Him. Jesus said, John recorded it in the New Testament, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Don't let fear drive your life. Yes, there are a lot of reasons to be fearful, to be overwhelmed with anxiety and fear and uncertainty. Those are the days in which we live. But that doesn't need to be the life of a believer. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Be informed. You can even be concerned, but don't be troubled. The world is troubled. The world is out of control, afraid. They're running. They're doing what they're told to do, in some cases, by people who do not have their best interests 
in, in mind. And sometimes we talk about some of those things on this program, but I will let me encourage you. Be calm. God is in control. But be informed. Let's talk about what's happening in our world today, but keep that in mind because that's where we're coming from. That's where I'm coming from. I'm looking at all of this stuff that's going on in our culture today through the lens of God's Word. And I will tell you, we must be informed. I am totally convinced of that. God does not want his people to be ignorant to the times in which they live. But he doesn't want them seized by fear and anxiety either. Friday, Fox News announced that Lou Dobbs, I don't know if you know him or not. I don't know him personally, but I I know him because I've watched him over the years. I like him. I like what he says. I like where he's coming from. And he's a pro. He's been at it for a long, long time. He's at CNN for years. Devout, <laughs> conservative. He talks like a Christian. He seems to, he said, I heard him say once he was a personal friend of Robert Jeffress. I know where Jeffress is coming from, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas. He's an evangelical for sure. So I don't know where Dobbs is coming from in his personal life. I would like to know, but I don't. I haven't taken the time to look into it. But I do know where he's coming from politically and just his ideas, his principles. And I've always enjoyed listening to him. Well, all of a sudden on Friday, he's gone. He's out. They had somebody sitting in for him on Friday on Fox. And it was announced, came through the news more than Fox, and Fox put out a release. They said he's not expected back on the air. He's gone. He's canceled. This is about much more than Lou Dobbs. It's much bigger than Lou Dobbs. Today, it'll probably be some, somebody else, maybe somewhere else. But we live in a cancel culture that is unparalleled in America. Oh, it exists in other countries, but not here until now. Fox News is flailing around at the bottom of the cable news TV ratings, ratings they've, they've led for the nearly two decades. This is about more than Fox trying to figure, fix their ratings because Dobbs had the highest ratings of any business channel program. They're not highly rated programs anyway, but he had the highest rated of all any program on a business channel, including Fox, but others as well. Parallel to all of that, my pillow CEO Mike Lindell, you know the guy that sells pillows all the time. Everybody knows who he is. He aired his two-hour special, Absolute Proof. Some are calling it Absolute Truth, which exposes alleged education fraud on uh, or election fraud on One American News Network this weekend. Social media, YouTube. They pulled it down almost as fast as it was posted on the on the web. But by Saturday, over 10 million people had viewed it. I was one of the 10 million. I watched it. It's two hours long. I watched the whole thing. I wanted to know what he was saying. I wanted to look at it and look at the evidence. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. A link to Lindell's special is included in an article that I wrote about this today at faithandfreedom.us. I know two hours is a long time. It's eternity in anybody's life today, but you might want to look at part of that if you haven't seen it. The link is there, faithandfreedom.us. If you go 
on our website today, the first thing you'll see is an article. It's titled about Lou Dobbs being canceled, but included in it is this matter of Lindell and the research he's done and a lot of money that he's spent his own money to get this out there. The Los Angeles Times first reported that Fox had canceled Lou Dobbs' program. Said Dobbs was on the air, then he wasn't. Another example of what has become known as the cancel culture. If those in power don't approve of what somebody says or what even what somebody thinks now, they cancel them. Just cancel, like delete. Like you were here, now you are not. It's just like that. Whether it's the Bible, America's founding fathers, Abraham Lincoln, Columbus, anybody that was any kind of a personality or leader south of the Mason-Dixon, even a voice on television or radio, even, even a even a voice from a pulpit. They take a stand against it. And generally, we are complying and becoming silent. The LA Times first makes the case that Dobbs is 75 years old. They don't suggest that that's too old, but there is the implication there. They make the case that Dobbs is 75 years old, a strong supporter of Donald Trump. This is the Los Angeles Times reporting a believer in the fact that there was fraud in the 2020 election, and he is, quote, not expected to be seen on any of Fox's programming in the future. Yes, he's all of that. As I said, I watched him for years. President Trump issued a statement that said, in part, Lou Dobbs is and was great. Nobody loves America more than more than Lou. He said he had a large and loyal following that would be watching closely for his next move and that following... That following includes me, Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States. The LA Times goes to great lengths to tell its readers that Lou Dobbs' program, which was consistently averaging about 300,000 viewers, and it is, as I said, the highest rated program of any on any business channel, that it was under review, the LA Times says, quoting somebody at Fox, it was under review before the lawsuit was filed against Fox last week by Smartmatic, the company that owns the software that it's used on Dominion voting machines. It's used in many states. I think it's 37, 38 states across America. That's very misleading, that statement, and the Los Angeles Times knows this. Even I know this, and I'm nobody. All TV programs are always under review. I did a faith-based program on a CBS affiliate promoted or created, produced by the CBS affiliate, and it was on a number, mostly all network affiliate stations around the country, mostly all the large markets. My program was always under review, always, for 12 years, every day. How many people are watching? What's the viewership? What's the demographics? Blah, blah, blah. And I know nothing about the industry much. Well, maybe a little. But they make a point out of, well, it was already under review. All TV programs are always under review. The suit filed by Smartmatics is $2.7 billion. It's a defamation suit. It's against Fox News. And it names Lou Dobbs, Janine Pirro, and Maria Bartiromo. It alleges that the company caused both financial and reputational damage. Dominion Voting Machines has also filed a suit against uh, lawyers 
Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell for $1.3 billion over their voter, voter fraud claims. As I said, Mike Lindell has gone into this thing, and he's created a, it's kind of a documentary. It's a news piece, really, but it is 60 minutes. It's, I mean, 120, it's two hours. And it's titled Absolute Proof. I have a link to it on my, on my article today that I wrote. And again, let me underscore, you need to see that or at least see part of it. He's really gone at this thing. And I got to tell you, after looking at that, boy, it's compelling. I mean, the, the, the science is there. People from MIT and other well-known, I mean, far left universities, executives are, are looking at this and they're saying, no, something is very, very, very wrong with this last election. One American News Network aired the special, as they said, multiple times over the weekend. I put a link to their website as well. They may be still uh, airing it. I don't know. But as quickly as the special was posted on the Internet, as they said, it was canceled. Social media, other sites. But over 10 million people had seen it by Friday night. I don't know how many have seen it by this morning. But the cancel culture is reshaping America politically and spiritually. And that's what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about today. This is about something bigger than Lou Dobbs or Rudy Giuliani or all of that, even Donald Trump. It cancels what it does not agree with, the left. And the, the conservatives, the right, the radical right, as they're now being called, are silenced. Last August, just that many months ago, Senator Marsha Blackburn, she's a Republican from Tennessee, she laid out her concern for the cancel culture. She would be more concerned today, and she is. She often speaks of this. But just a few months ago, she said the cancel culture is reshaping our country and our culture. She said, I've always said that our goals inform the paths that we choose. You can tell a lot about a person or a political movement by how they choose to persuade the masses. Using a local Tennessee restaurant that had been attacked by Black, Black Lives Matter, she described this bill, she's from Tennessee, a senator, she described, and a very devout Christian, she talks about her faith a lot, she's very bright and uh, influential. She described the BLM movement as a group that is trying to extort compliance on anyone who disagrees with the BLM narrative. She said the activists, BLM and other activists, have a, quote, stranglehold on free speech in America. They do. And they know it. And they're tightening their grip. All of them. Not just BLM, but others. Antifa, the far-left radical segment of the Democrat Party. She also said the left wants you to know that all of this violence and unrest is on you. But if you fall in line, we'll go away. If you comply with our demands, we'll refrain from confiscating your livelihood. Blackburn defined our current culture as an America under siege by the left's political mob, hellbent on making the world's shining city on a hill and their own remaking it in their own image. It's the very thing the Constitution is meant to protect against. Courtney Crowley, an instructor of history at West Texas A&M University, 
She described BLM movement this, at about the same time last summer as one that seeks to upend the most fundamental sacred rights of Americans. This is an instructor, a professor at Texas A&M. She probably has or will lose her job over what she wrote. She's not angry and she's not racist. But she's being honest. And she's telling the truth. And for that, she'll probably get canceled if she hasn't already. Anyway, she said, this whole movement, BLM and others, seeks to upend the most fundamental and sacred rights of America as a group that is working to topple the historical memory and core values of the United States, a group intent on eliminating liberty and corrupting the sacrosanct freedoms of expression and faith a movement bankrolled by the establishment and corporate America that is intent on maligning and silencing entire swaths of America who disagree with their Marxist beliefs. And she asked, can you believe this group has now found easy acceptance and adulation in a country such as ours? This morning, just about three hours ago, Associated Press published the findings on a poll that they had helped fund. Associated Press said this morning, only a fragment of Americans believe democracy is thriving in the U.S. Even as broad majorities, this is Associated Press this morning, even as broad majorities agree the representative government is one of the country's bedrock principles, according to a new poll from Associated Press, NORC, N-O-R-C, Center for Public Affairs Research, Here's what they found. Just 16% of Americans say democracy, democracy is working well or extremely well. A pessimism, AP says, that spans the political spectrum. In other words, all the parties and the independents feel this way. 16% of Americans say democracy is working well. Let me say again, and I say this as often as I feel I, I should or could, America is primarily a republic. It's not a democracy. We employ de- democracy-type elections, and there, it, it, there is a democracy thread, but we are a republic, not a democracy. And there's a huge difference between the two, believe me. But anyway, they insist, the left always insists, including Associated Press and all the other guys, they always want to call us a democracy. We're not, we're a republic, and it, and it matters. It makes a difference. But they continue with their poll that they, as I said, released this morning. Nearly half of Americans, they say, 45%, think democracy isn't functioning properly, while another 38% say it's working only somewhat well. Then they go on to say this, and this reflects the thinking on the left. The core elements of democratic government were a republic, not a democratic government. But the core elements of democratic government, including free and fair elections and the peaceful transfer of power, were put to a dire test by the baseless claims of election fraud advanced by former President Donald Trump. These assertions of fraud were a root cause of the deadly violence at the U.S. Capitol last month, which changed the country's reputation as a model for democracy. I mean, this is dripping with misleading innuendo and statements. But no, that's not, that's not the test of our core elements. It is not. 
And what is wrong with our core elements is not Donald Trump or Abraham Lincoln or anybody else who says they think that there was fraud in the last election. There's an abundance of evidence about uh, that there was, but put that aside for a moment. That is not the issue in America today, and that's not why democracy is failing, because Donald Trump said that it was a rigged election. I personally have seen enough evidence. I'm convinced that there was a lot of irregularities in the last election, believe me. But put all that, just set that aside for a moment, and let's look at what's really going wrong here, and either they are ignorant to the core or they're unwilling to tell the truth. I don't know which, but it's one or the other. We're being tested by our religious hypocrisy, not by a vote, a single vote in our democracy. It was John Adams, our second president, one of our founding fathers, a guy who wrote a lot. He wrote extensively about a lot of issues. John Adams said, Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. What we're seeing today is an assault on the Constitution that one of the guys who wrote it said, was only made for a moral and religious people. I know John, John Adams was in an embassy in, in Europe, in England, when they were mostly writing this thing, but he was involved and his influence was very present. And he was a founding father and a signer. But he said that the Constitution won't work for a government or a people that are not moral and religious. He went on to write that you cannot be moral if you're not religious. He went on to say that you don't have to be deeply religious. You don't have to be this. I'm just drawing from a huge body of work that he did. And I've studied it pretty extensively. Because his son turned out pretty well as well. He read the Bible every day, read through the Bible. His father taught him that. That impresses me. That's why I've read a lot of what Adams said and what his son, John Quincy, said, who also became president later. But that's what's wrong in America today. Our Constitution will not stand up eventually, according to the people who wrote it, will not stand up against the assault on faith, on Christian faith to be exact. Franklin and Jefferson were probably the two least religious in all of our founding fathers, and yet they consistently talked about the importance of faith. They wanted people to have faith because they knew without faith, biblical faith, Christian faith of some degree, that our Constitution and therefore our form of government would fail. And they talked about it. Franklin became a close friend of the great evangelist, George Whitfield. They talked a lot, even though they disagreed about theology. Franklin was the guy who tried and did finally succeed to get their Constitutional Convention meetings to begin with prayer. That prayer continues to this day. When Congress convenes, they have a prayer. Sometimes they have idiots who make the prayer, like this last time here recently when they reconvene, this guy stands up there and prays in the name of, of he and she and uh, trying to insert gender into Almighty God himself. But even if, even with all of that abuse, we have honored America. We have honored religion, and we've honored our Constitution. When the religious component begins to fail, 
that's when the Constitution will not stand. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I have more to say, but we'll continue this conversation, Lord willing, tomorrow with your support. We need it. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you right here tomorrow.